The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Oscar Leo Show at Inspire FM. Uh, my name is Mujib Rahman, solicitor.com solicitors and... Uh, for the time being, I'll be your host and your presenter as uh, the guest of the show. Uh, Mr. Kazi is running slightly delayed. He's stuck on his train, so we do apologize in advance. However, we'll proceed with the show and the contents of what we were going to talk about today. Uh, those of you who are frequent listeners are probably aware that me and Mr. Kazi have been on the show on many occasions. And we mostly talk, well, we all, whenever we've been here, we've always spoke about housing laws and issues pertaining to housing laws. Now, we briefly touched upon possessions and evictions beforehand. Uh, however, we didn't really go into much detail. and uh, We didn't cover it uh, quite sub- uh, substantially. So today, the topic is possession and evictions. Now, when it comes to possession and evictions, there's certain things and certain criteria that needs to be met. So, <coughs> I mean, we've covered tenancy agreements before here as well, just briefly to touch upon it. So, uh, we've spoken about short hold, assured, uh, fixed, and various kind of tenancy agreements, leasehold agreements as well we've covered. So, those of you that want to know a bit more, uh, I'm sure the podcasts are available on the Inspire FM website or the Facebook page. Uh, you can listen into them through there as well. Uh, just to recap it, it, I mean, it's too much of a vast topic just for me to start talking about it again uh, when the topic of the show is uh, something else. Now, generally speaking, assured tenancy agreements are assured shorthold tenancy agreements are mostly used in private rented sectors. So most of the listeners, I take it, I could be wrong. Uh, are probably private rented uh, uh, tenants or landlords who are privately renting their accommodations. And assured tenancy agreements are mostly used by the councils, housing associations, trusts and other organisations such such as the Women Refuge uh, Development and Centre. They'll mostly issue the women that seek refuge from them. Uh, an assured tenancy agreement so as mentioned before today we are going to focus on eviction and possession and the laws pertaining to eviction and possession landlords cannot just evict the tenants out of the property just as as and when they please now landlords have to follow strict legal procedures and certain certain regulations in order to evict their tenants or to uh, to leave their properties the exact procedure however depends on the tenancy agreement itself and depends what type of tenant you are i mean we've covered it in the previous show before where we explained what a tenant is what a lodger is how long a lodger needs how long a tenant needs what uh, so basically just a brief difference is a tenancy agreement generally speaking your rent is either periodical or monthly on a monthly basis however if you're a lodger it's just an agreement by the way of your mouth you're lodging in somebody's house and it's a weekly payment that you're paying so it's a bit different so for now i'm just going to focus on tenants of a property uh, the most common eviction notices that are served are obviously we have the section 8 uh, notice and we also have what we call a section 21 notice and these are covered by the section 8 notice is obviously covered by the section 8 of the housing act 1988 and section 21 notices are covered by Section 21 of the Housing Act, uh, 1985. Uh, However, the most common out of the two, at this precise moment, from what I've seen through my experience as well, and just commonly what's mostly used, is uh, Section 21 notices, uh, whereby a landlord will issue a tenant with a Section 21 notice in order to evict them. And they're generally granted on a short short shortfall tenancy agreements. 
However, I mean, I'm going to touch upon a bit, a bit of the law, you explain it as well. So, uh, the Section 21 of the Housing Act, the landlord does not need to give any reasons for possession of the property. They don't need to list out reasons, they don't need to justify it and... I mean, let me rephrase that. They don't need to give an explanation, a detailed explanation as to why they want to evict the property. However, there are legal requirements before a landlord can serve a Section 21 notice. And under uh, Section 21 of the Housing Act, uh, in a Section 21 notice, in order to evict your tenant, you either do this after the fixed tenancy agreement ends if there was a written contract in place and obviously the contract will have the date of commencement uh, and the date it expires or finishes so upon that you could serve a section 21 notice and during a tenancy agreement with no fixed end date known as a periodic tenancy again uh, like I've mentioned before we have spoken about periodic tenancy agreements and uh, just visit the show I'm sure it's uh, gonna be on the inspire FM web page uh, the podcasts I'm sure you'll be able to, look, to flick through them uh, I believe it was sometime in uh, January this year or February this year I believe uh, we did cover tenancy agreements and tenants and what type of tenancy agreements they are, what's a periodic tenancy, what's a fixed tenancy agreement, what's a short, what's a short hold, what's a short short hold, etc. Now, for a landlord to give a tenant a section 21 notice, a landlord has to give them a section 21 notice by filing in a form called a form 6A. If the tenancy Commenced or was renewed after the 30th of September in 2015. However, if the tenancy agreement came into force or came into play before this, before the 30th of September 2015, a landlord can just write a Section 21 notice by himself. Uh, mostly, I, from again, I'm talking from my short experience of working as a solicitor. Most landlords do not write Section 21 notices themselves. They either go to professionals, lawyers, uh, it could be letting agents or the agents that they've put in place to manage their property. They get them to write the Section 21 notice to serve them. Again, uh, that's only if the tenancy agreement commenced uh, before the 30th of September 2015. However, after the 30th of September, they have to fill in a form called a Form 6A. And file it. However, again, with Section 21 notices, if it's a periodic tenancy, uh, the landlord has to give an explanation as to why they're giving a notice under the Section 1, uh, Section 21 notice. So, again, uh, I know I'm talking about tenancies and different types of tenancies and where the Section 21 applies and how. Yet again, uh, I do apologise for those that do not understand the certain differences between the tenancy agreements. I would, it would be my pleasure to go through everything, but yet again, as I've explained before, uh, please visit the Inspire FM website, uh, our page, webpage, and I'm sure you'll see the podcast of when we talked about the tenancies and different types of tenancy agreements, I'm sure it's up there. Uh, it was probably sometime in February, if you, January, February, beginning of the year, uh, we did cover all this. So, again, if you're getting confused regarding this, please visit uh, that podcast, take a listen. And there's various other podcasts within the webpage which you could also go through. I mean, there's podcasts on immigration, crime. So the Ask Your Lawyer show will give you a wide range of information on certain legal aspects. Now, everybody thinks, or is probably thinking right now, how much notice must you need to give in order to serve a Section 21 notice? 
And the answer to that question is that a landlord, m- when he serves a Section 21 notice, he must give his tenants, or she, the landlord must give the tenants, at least two months notice to leave the property. They cannot just serve you with a notice and say, you know what, goodbye, I don't want to see you again. Legally, they have to give you a two months notice under the Section 21 notice in order for you to vacate the property. However, if it's a periodic tenancy, you must also let your tenants uh, stay for any additional time. So a landlord must let it allow his tenants to stay for any additional time covered by the final rent payment. So the, with the periodic tenancy, there's a certain period that you pay upfront rent for. So it could be three months rent upfront four months rent up front so every four months once that rent's gone you'll pay, put down another four months rent so just to give you a synopsis person a is a landlord person b is a tenant person b goes to person a and says look enters into a periodic tenancy and monthly rent is 250 pounds but he pays a thousand pounds every four months and now if the landlord wants to evict this particular tenant what the landlord must do is obviously serve the section 21 notice but the landlord also has to bear in mind that he's paid rent so imagine he's paid a thousand pound two months later or a month later sorry i beg your pardon a month later the landlord decides to serve him with a section 21 notice which is valid the tenant uh the landlord must allow the tenant any additional time that's covered by his rent so instead of leaving on the third month the landlord must allow him to live there for the fourth month that is covered by his rent also um, now this particular information that we're gonna go through now is mostly to do with the uh, landlords so what must the landlord do after he gives a notice now a landlord must have proof to say that he served his tenants with a notice it can't just be yeah i've served you with a notice it's done no you must have a proof either by filing in a certificate of service which is a form n215 or right served by the landlord's name on the date on the notice and uh, sometimes for precautionary reasons the landlord do take a picture or they will send it via recorded delivery so they've got a proof of receipt from the tenant and there's various other ways I'm I mean it's just common uh, sense really it's nothing that requires any legal knowledge again if the tenants do not leave by the speci- uh, specified date, the landlord can make a possession order, can make a claim for a possession order. So he puts forth a claim for possession on his property. Now, what that means is the form is actually called a claim form for possession. So you either fill it in and file it into your local county court, or you go to a solicitor who does housing law. And he fills it in, takes your instructions, fills it in and files it on your behalf. But there are certain rules that landlord have to bear, landlords have to bear in mind in order to make the Section 21 notice to be effective. And there are some documents that which the landlord must have and must obtain before serving with the Section 21 notice. And these notices, these documents and these rules and regulations are covered by the Deregulation Act 2015. And obviously the Deregulation Act is not, a f- not, it's not an old act, it's a fairly recent act. And it came into force as more and more people are now uh, with the market prices of properties so high. Uh, moving into rented accommodation as to buying their own uh, properties and the government have thought that they need to put into put a law to protect these masses that are moving to rented accommodation so the law 
also provides a kind of regulation for landlords to have greater greater and clarification on their responsibilities and protection of the tenant's deposit. A Section 21 notice, however, cannot be given if, as a landlord, you breach any of these regulations which relate to the conditions of the property, i.e. the health and safety and the occupiers and, I mean, the energy performance compliance certificate uh, also. I mean, we're living in a day and age where everything that we have, I mean, our phones, our electrical, we use computers, everything that we have mostly uh, run on electricity, I mean all our appliances aren't they so in accordance with the deregulation acts uh, and for your (coughs) section 21 notice to be effective as a landlord you must have in place a gas safety certificate which the gas gas safety man will come check if all the pipelines are secure etc etc and there's no leakage etc uh, an energy performance certificate just to know the electricity is fine, it's running well, the appliance, I mean, just to do the regulatory uh, checks. And again, you'll need an electrician for that. And a how to rent book It's a booklet produced by the government that gives a checklist of renting in England and Wales. And obviously, make sure the tenant's deposit is uh, in a protection scheme. A section 21 notice, however, must be on a form 6A if your tenancy started or was renewed after the 30th of September 2015. But if it's prior to this date, that that need not apply. You need to give the tenant at least minimum two months notice and if they pay rent quarterly or every six months they're entitled to a notice of equal period as I've explained before when I was talking about a periodic tenancy I mean now when a tenant is given a section 21 notice you, you as a landlord have to start court action within six months because the notice will be coming invalid if you start the position after that. So within six months of serving the notice, so imagine you serve the notice in today. Two months later, the tenant's still in the property. You, after them two months, you have two to four. From the second month, you have up to the sixth month in order to start your proceedings for the claim for possession. I mean, it does result in a hearing and. I mean, you'll be represented by a solicitor or yourself in a county court and the tenant will do the same and then the judge will make an order as to what should happen and how should happen. You cannot serve a Section 21 notice or you cannot use a Section 21 notice. Rather, I must... Let me rephrase that. You cannot use a Section 21 notice if... What I'm going to say now applies. If it's less than six months that the tenancy has started, you cannot use a Section 21 notice. If the fixed term has not ended, unless there's a clause in the contract which allows you to serve a Section 21 notice. You can't serve a notice. If the fixed term date has not ended and there's no clause, you're not allowed to serve the tenant with a section 21 notice however if the fixed term hasn't ended but there's a clause within your uh, term of tenancy terms and conditions of tenancy that the landlord you as the landlord have the right to serve the 21 notice then you can but if you don't then unfortunately you can't you you can't serve a section 21 notice if the property is a HMO uh, which is a house which is in multiple occupation, which means, I mean, for example, it's, it's common in Luton anyway. I'm sure most of our listeners are from Luton where there's a house and there's plenty of 
people living in that house renting one one room you can't serve them people with a section or anyone notice <coughs> or if the council have served our improvement notice in the last six months on the property section 21 notices is effective so if, for example the council's been around because the tenants complained or something and they've visited your properties and done run done a few checks and then served you with the improvement notice saying this is not livable conditions you need to do this you need to get certain works done in your property then you can't you can't serve a section 21 notice if the tenancy started after April 2007 and you have not put the tenant's deposit in a deposit uh, protection scheme if the deposit is not in the deposit protection scheme and the tenancy started after April 2007 unfortunately you can't serve a section 21 notice either and of course this goes without saying if you don't have a landlord's license shouldn't even have tenants so therefore you unfortunately your section uh, 21 notice will again be in uh, invalid or ineffective now uh, I mean we're touching up to break uh, soon for the ads so just to give you a slight run through we've just gone through section 21 notices and uh, I mean, uh, I have said a few points here. Uh, I mean, we've spoke briefly about the procedures. I mean, what does the landlord need? Uh, or how should you give a tenant a Section 21 notice? And we told, we spoke about the few things. I mean, if uh, we spoke about a few points. If the section, if the tenancy started uh, after was renewed, uh, after the 30th of September in uh, 30th of September 2015 then you must file a set form 6a however if it started before that you can um, you can serve a section 21 notice as long as it's got your name and the date uh, within the notice on the notice then it's a valid notice obviously and uh, we spoke about the duration of time you must give your tenant upon uh, serving the section 21 uh, notice ha the duration of time you should allow your tenant in the property is two months obviously unless it's a periodic uh, tenancy in which I explained if you're holding the money you must allow them to stay for that periodic term uh, we spoke about what happens after you give the notice I mean we touched upon the deregulation act and the, uh, and the documentation of justification that the landlord as you as what a landlord should hold uh, or have possession of uh, in order for the section 21 notice to be uh, effective i mean we spoke about the gas safety certificate said he must have the landlord must have a gas safety certificate an energy performance certificate a deposit protection scheme and a how to rent booklet and we also said the things that must be within or the things one sh a landlord should do in order for in order for the section 21 notice to be effective we said be on a form 6a uh, if the tenancy agreement was after the 30th of september 2015 uh, give two months notice uh, I mean, again, with the periodic tenancy, it depends on the it depends on the amount of rent or the uh, that you have left behind or that you've taken, and you extend it to that period, the end period. And again, we spoke about if the tenant doesn't leave, you must start your proceedings for possession within six months. Of the date that you serve the section 21 notice upon the tenant and we also spoke about you know uh, when the section 21 notice does not apply and we spoke about if the tenancy agreement started within six uh, within six months of the tenancy agreement if it's less than six months sorry there's no uh, section 21 notice if the fixed terms not ended unless you have a clause within the tenancy terms 
to state that you're allowed, uh, you as the landlord are allowed to issue a Section 21 notice, or if the properties are hit a house in multiple occupation, or if you've received an improvement certificate from the council, or if the tenancy started after April 2007 and there's no deposit protection scheme. Uh, and uh, if you don't have the landlord's license, if you don't hold the landlord's license, therefore you can't issue a Section 21 notice. Uh, now, before we go on break, just to let you know, after break we will be talking about Section 08 notices, uh, which are covered by the Housing Act uh, to 1988. And we'll go through Section 8 notices and what must what's the procedure on the relevant the uh, relevant documents that a landlord must hold and what type of grounds they are in order to serve so i'll see you after the break inshallah assalamu alaikum you're listening to an inspire fm podcast making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on inspire fm Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh everyone Welcome back to Ask Your Lawyer Show uh, My name is Mujib Rahman, I'll be your, I'm your host today And unfortunately I, it looks like I'm your guest as well uh, Due to a train delay and train signals uh, So Mr. Amal Qazi does apologise He's still not turned up and I've just spoken to him And he's saying he's still stuck at Wheat Hampstead on the train so before the break, uh, I introduced uh, obviously the topic of discussion today, which was uh, which was uh, possession and evictions in regards to housing laws. How, uh, however, we did cover Section 21. So those of you just tuning in, there's a lot of information given out. So please look through the podcasts again. And I did mention before the break that we are going to talk about Section 8 notices. Now... Section 8 notices are again covered by Section 8 of the Housing Act 1988. Uh, the, a tenant may receive a Section 8 notice at any time during the life of, life of the tenancy. Unlike the Section 21 notice, it's slightly different because with the Section 21 notice, the the tenant uh, cannot be served a Section 21 notice within six months of the tenancy. However, with the Section 8 notice, it it's at any time during the term of the tenancy. Uh, however, there is, with Section 21 notices, we did mention again that there's no need for any reason for a uh, The landlord does not need to give an explanation or reasoning as to why he's serving the tenant with the notice. However, with the Section 8 notice, uh, you do need to have grounds to serve that notice. You do need to have reasons. You do need to give an explanation and explain as to why. And I mean, I was just about to slip it out of my tongue, but we'll go through it uh, as we proceed. I'll talk to you about how many grounds there are and what they are. A Section 8 notice is only valid if there's a, uh, an assured tenancy agreement or an assured shortholds tenancy agreement between the landlord and the tenant. And, I mean, there are a lot of grounds in which a landlord can rely on in order to use a Section 8 notice. But, I mean, uh, there are some that you'll never come across in terms of you do come across but they're very rare and they, the most common however are rent arrears i mean you get them all the time landlord has served the tenant a, a, a section 8 notice due to rent arrears damage um, done to the property by the tenants uh causing nuisance to neighbors however a landlord must specify which ground or grounds they choose to rely on uh, of the section uh, in the section 8 notice when they are citing their reasons for eviction so in a section 8 you need to give reasoning as to why you're proceeding with the eviction <coughs> now the grounds for uh, the grounds for eviction for a section 8 notice can be found in schedule 2 of the housing act 1988 however the grounds fall into two main criteria uh, categories so this is how you well, I anyway break it up in order for me to understand it better. 
there are the mandatory grounds, which are from 1 to 8, and then there's discretionary grounds, which are 19, uh, 9 to 17. So when it comes to the mandatory grounds, if the landlord can establish uh, grounds 1 to 8, position, the position order will be granted as the mandatory grounds. Because the mandatory grounds, it'll get granted. Uh, however, when it comes to discretionary grounds, the court has the decision. The decision of the position lies within the court, so by the judge. So if the judge uh, decides and believes and feels it's reasonable to grant the position order, he, they will do so. If the judge feels that it's unreasonable, they won't. Now, again, uh, the landlord is required to give from two weeks to two months. So the landlord has two weeks to two months in order to grant. Uh, uh, he, uh, the landlord must give two weeks to two months notice when he serves the Section 8 notice. It can't just be a two-day notice or it can't be a 24-hour notice. Uh, there's no such notice uh, in accordance with Section 8, uh, 8. The notice also must state clearly and why I mean why the landlord wishes to seek possession it must be stated clearly and as I mean you can't just say tenant is in rent areas I know that's clear but you have to be specific uh, you have to specify how many rent how much in rent areas so it must state i.e. the tenant is in rent arrears of £3,500, his monthly rent is in the sum of £1,500, however the tenant chooses to pay £1,000, so is short by £500 on a monthly basis, uh, just to explain it uh, better. And obviously upon the serving of the Section 8 notice, the tenant must pay the remedy or the breach to the landlord and if the landlord makes a application for possession then the tenant again is liable for the and then the tenant again is liable for the court costs the landlord solicitors fees etc so i mean just to give you a brief understanding of how section 8 works however when it expires the landlord can make a position for the uh, position can make an application for the position of the property and the type of position order can vary it totally depends on which grounds of the section uh, uh, of section 8 that has been established the landlord can decide to make an outright position order uh you could be granted with a suspended or a postponed position order i mean if the tenant walks into a courtroom and says to the judge look i was having shortfall in my housing benefit the backdating my payments i'm receiving in two weeks i'll be up to date with the landlord by this date then it'll be suspended the judge might say okay i'll suspend it for six weeks the uh i'll serve as i'll issue a suspended position order suspended for six weeks however if the rent isn't cleared in six weeks it'll be granted and it could also be a money judgment against you. So the county court might just put a money judgment on you. Now, I mean, I think uh, there was a brother that was calling in. Uh, I don't know if he's going live. Uh, but uh, again, with outright possessions, with the outright possession, uh, outright possession means that you... Uh, the land, the ten, the tenant has to leave the property on the day stated. So on the date stated, uh, which is usually 14 days after the court makes the order. So if the order was to be granted today, it'll be the 13th of August. Uh, the, uh, so by the 13th of August, the tenant must have left. However, there are exceptional circumstances where 
they will extend it to six weeks i.e if the tenant has young children who are babies and they've got nowhere to go uh if they're ill terminally ill ill or disabled uh these kind of illnesses or you can ask the court uh just to delay it by six weeks i mean but you again need a reasonable excuse for them to do so they won't just do it because you're saying to do it and you can't be you think you won't find a property in six weeks that's not a reasonable excuse a reasonable excuse would be i've got a young kid my child is not well uh etc etc now again uh i mentioned suspended or postponed possession and i did explain explain briefly but a suspended or postponed uh, postponed possession order means that you can stay in your home as long as you keep to the conditions as i gave an example before and these conditions are ex- are always going to be explained explicitly on the court order for example the example i gave earlier you may be ordered to pay off your rent i mean you may say you may say that uh, you know the judge may order that okay you're in arrears of 500 pound but your housing benefits started again so your housing benefits paying and you say i could afford 50 pound uh on a weekly basis to clear off my rent arrears the judge might say okay so you've got 10 weeks now so every week on top of your rent every month on top of your rent i want you to pay your landlord 200 pounds and i think i've got a caller by the name of aftab uh so, Salaam Alaikum Aftab. Wa Alaikum Salaam, Wakil Sahib, Tiko. Ji, Tik Tak, Tiko, Tusi. Ji, Allah Partner, Shukra. Ji, Kya Swal Thaapka? Ji, Swal, Pali Dekala Swal, Pali Mehya, Hake, Tuhaja Shukra, Dunar, Bunchinga, Kyoke, Kafi Malmatonia. Ji, but Miki, Thoriji problem, eh? Inshallah, Gertusakui. Miki Gorehan but oh, Barney Nicolepe, somebody going to see you on Kakitaja to Patani section twenty one, the Patani or section eight, the section dust, the Patani or characters on the same. But somebody going to see Kakitaja. J. Of top sub, Ajas Walt, some put up both a chas wale, but it's name to say briefly, Bernard, a tenancy agreement, Jeria, expired or Igia. Patani پر 5 the no, 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 no,
Unfortunately, because that's in Pakistan. Oh, Pakistan is Jana, and main learning culture. Oh, 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 Pakistan, Pakistan, Lord, Teddy. ना पर कई बार ये सलाह ने ना कि इंग्लैंड इंग्लैंड ना लो था ना क्या हो ओ दब दबे विच फिर जान बुझी जाने गलना जी अनफॉर्च्युनली माय प्रैक्टिसिंग सर्टिफिकेट डज नॉट अलाउ मी टू प्रैक्टिस हाउ इंग्लैंड ऑफ वेल्थ दिस प्रोसेस उन अकेले सर सेक्शन ट्वेंटी वन ना दे सकने जी उन अकेले सेक्शन ट्वेंटी � Section twenty-one, G. G. Uh, the brothers are going to take your number, and I'll give you G. a call. Not to say phone, Karsa. Not to look. Okay, if you want to help, then you can help. You can help. You can help. You can help. Okay. Assalamu alaikum. Sorry, uh, sorry about the foreign language for those that don't understand uh, Urdu. The brother. He was listening into the show, and unfortunately, he's got an issue in Pakistan, and he wants me to serve him with the Section Twenty One notice. So uh, I did say to him, uh, I will get back to him. So, Mr. Aftab, just hold, uh, hold fire. I will take your number off these uh, guys, and I will get into contact with you uh, accordingly, and we'll take matters from there. Uh, again, uh, we do practice litigation in my firm, and I mean, a couple of the solicitors do deal with overseas cases so they will assist you further and uh, unfortunately i'm sorry to hear about your dad as well so again uh, we were talking about sorry before we took the call we were talking about suspended or postponed possession orders and uh, we've just covered how they work and uh, going on an order to adjourn the case can even be made so it can be an adjournment means that the case cannot be decided yet and you be, there's a de need of a delay for the hearing itself uh, <coughs> this can be done indefinitely or for a fixed period of time for example this can happen if you and your landlord don't agree on the type of tenancy agreement you hold uh, if the judge gives you more time to sort out your housing benefit or your financial circumstances or you, for example if it's rent arrears and you're only in arrears of a hundred pound but previously your history was pretty much clean and you're always up to date when it came to your rent arrears or if the judge requires more evidence in order to make a decision then again he'll adjourn the case uh, If the case is adjourned, you may be given a date for another court hearing, i.e. if it's adjourned for six weeks on the date of hearing, then you will, because obviously it's a fixed term. But if it's adjourned indefinitely, they'll wait for you to contact them and take it thereafter. And or if, as the tenant, the landlord says to the tenant, you know, I mean, sorry, if the landlord reapplies to the court, after the fixed period of time or if the circumstances of the case change however in the meantime during this period as a tenant the tenant has the right to remain in that house in the home in that particular house or premises the tenant has the right to remain there and uh, again there could also be a court order to dismiss the case uh, when it comes to section 8 notices the court may decide that your case should be dismissed because there is no reason why you should be uh, evicted uh, this is also known as striking out the case or the you could also phrase it as the case has been struck out Or the case obviously can be struck out if the landlord does not have the right to apply for possession. He served a defective notice. He's got no right, has he? I mean, in order, that's why we're talking about how is the notice effective. Because if the notice is defective, then you have no right of possession as a landlord. Uh, 
or the landlord cannot prove any legal reasoning as to why he wants you out of the property. I mean, he can't just walk in willy-nilly and say, listen, get out of my house. Or he's not followed the correct procedure for bringing the case to the court. He's just walked in one day and said, yeah, you've got Section 8, get out. He can't just do that, or the landlord cannot just do that upon a tenant. It has to be followed by strict procedural rules and regulations. Uh... If the case has been struck out, the tenant has the right to remain in the property or the home with the same conditions as before and there will be no change. If there's been a money judgment against the tenant in an order that says the tenant has to pay a certain amount of money as the tenant, the tenant will have to pay that amount of money regardless of whether the tenant's evicted or not. Unfortunately, uh, I know now talking about money judgments, a lot of people are thinking money, money, money. And uh, what's going to happen with money judgment? Are we going to get a bad credit rating? Are we going to be able to pro progress in our future? Will I take, be able to take out mortgage? Unfortunately, a money judgment will affect your credit history and credit rating. And it will make it hard. It could possibly make it hard for you to find a new home. Uh and again we did i did say the court may may uh put out a court order for court costs the court may decide you must pay all or some of your landlord's legal costs and this will happen if there's a position order that's made if the case is adjourned or you leave the property after the landlord starts the court case but before the order so the court case has been started but you've left the property and now the landlord has just decided to uh take it to court so upon the notice and between possession as the tenant you decide to get up pack your bags and leave then unfortunately you will have to pay your landlord's legal costs and court fees uh, so alhamdulillah that's section 8 are covered as well so I mean we did go through section 8 not uh, notices under the Housing Act 1988 we did uh, talk about when it could be granted unlike the section 21 i mean there are similarities but yet there are differences as well uh i'm sure the show will cover them uh in well what i tried to be in the best uh, of details possible and again a section 8 notice can be served at any time during the life of the tenancy uh however the landlord has to have a reasonable reason as to why and these are divided into two uh, sections mandatory reasons slash grounds and discretionary reasons slash grounds mandatory reasons and um, upon the mandatory grounds possession will be granted because they're mandatory discretionary grounds uh, I mean it's just uh, the name says it all it's upon the discretion of the judge whether he believes it's reasonable for, for the position to be granted or the eviction to be granted or not um, again uh, a landlord must give the tenant two weeks to two months notice uh, upon serving the section 8 notice uh, and the type of position order that can vary depending on the ground of the section 8 that you make uh, that has been made I mean when it comes to rent arrears and the mandatory grounds more than likely it'll be an outright possession order meaning that you'll be given 14 days to leave the property however uh, as a tenant don't get scared don't think you have 14 days so upon the possession order you have 14 days on that date it doesn't mean after on the section 8 uh, upon receiving the section 8 notice you know out of the property 14 days no it means if it goes to court and the landlord proceeds again like we mentioned previously for a claim for possession then uh, possession order is granted from the date of the hearing or the grant of the possession order you as a tenant have 14 days to vacate the property again as I mentioned previously before as well in exceptional circumstances i.e. there's somebody that's terminally ill or they're severely ill uh, their health conditions are severely uh, affected they've got mobility issues or what have you or there's a single mother with young children her children are very young like one's two years old and the other one's six months old 
then the judge will uh, give a six uh, uh, will grant six weeks from the date of the hearing. However, this is it depends totally on your circumstances, and it's only in s- exceptional circumstances that the judges will actually be that lenient uh, upon granting the order. Uh, we spoke about suspended and uh, postponed position orders, and a suspended or percent of a postponed position order means that you can stay in your home as long as you keep to the conditions that have been set out in the possession uh, in the postponed possession order and i gave you an example of that for example you know you are ordered to pay off 50 pound weekly or 200 pound monthly just say 200 pound on a monthly basis on top of your rent towards your rent arrears as long as you comply with these conditions uh, you'll be safe and the order will uh, carry on until you pay off and then you're back to normal and you go back to your normal living conditions and circumstances and we spoke about adjournment of case and I did say to you that adjournment basically means you know just the hearing will be prolonged or adjourned uh, for either an indefinite period or a specified fixed date will be given and this obviously can only happen on certain this will happen in certain circumstances where certain things occur again uh thank you for tuning in today and listening to the ask you lawyer show it was a pleasure hosting you and being your host and also being the guest unfortunately uh mr amor Kazi did text me and he does apologize uh he did apologize and he did say look Please tell the listeners and tell the staff as well. I'm extremely sorry. And on that note, inshallah, I'll see you probably next month now. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at inspirefmluton.